It's great that you have joined us for another teaching about Jesus from Sydney Lutheran Church Online. Sydney Lutheran Church Online is a ministry of St Paul Sydney and Redeemer Narrowena Lutheran Churches. Our mission in life is to be a community of believers who are connected with Jesus, who then live to connect everyone we encounter with Jesus. And this is because he has the most unique and best love for the world. If you would like to discover more about us or to join us, please visit our website www.sydney.lutheran.org.au We pray that this message and teaching helps you connect with Jesus and his love. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, pour down your Holy Spirit on us as we reflect on today's readings and we think about what it means for us today as we live in this world. Gracious Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to encourage us, to bless us, to give us a, a redirection in life. And Lord, may we never lose focus of the cross being the main focus, not just in our church life, but in our whole life. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Today's focus comes from this story that's a little bit weird and we're going to explore some of the weird things. And the reason why I say it's weird, it's definitely weird to people today, but it's also weird for us as Christians because we kind of left, what does this mean for us, this Old Testament story? Where is this, folk, where is this leading us? Does it have anything relevant to say for us? Well, today's story is about being renewed by God's rescuing. Um, and, when, and part of it is, what are we focused on? Whenever you live your life, what are you focused on? As you may notice, at the bottom of our altar, we have some flowers. And those flowers are, are from yesterday's a funeral that was here yesterday. And this lady um, who I have known for a bit, just about three years, an um, older lady, what, what part of her story, her family said, said she became a bit irritating because... She, no matter what was happening in life, she would always see the blessings, always see the good things was going on. Even when there was difficult stuff happening, she would always point out to others the good things. And her daughter says, um, you, couldn't, you knew that if you started to complain, she would find some blessing amongst the complaints. It was a little bit like, you know, this is the image I had as her daughter talked and shared about her, was she would find the rose amongst the bed of weeds, you know, the, the old overgrown garden. Well, as Christians, we live in a world that is full of mess, full of sin, and we get distracted by stuff. We have things on our phone which we look at. You know, we get distracted by um, the bad news, the, the difficulties, the problems in life. We're distracted by things that are not going well. Well, today's story is a reminder, and I'll share with you why. It's a reminder to keep focused on what is important, the cross. There are two verses that, uh, um, that kind of are going to come together as part of today's story. The Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at it, the, at the bronze snake, they lived. Now, many years later, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Now, the, the situation is that Nicodemus is a Pharisee. 
Um, he comes to Jesus in the dark. And in John, you know, whenever you hear dark and light, don't just think of night and day. Think of unbelief and faith. John uses um, darkness to portray unbelief or false belief of God. And he uses light to portray true belief or real belief of God. Well, Nicodemus comes and he shares with, um, Jesus shares with Nicodemus this story. And Nicodemus would have known this story because he was well grounded in the Old Test- what we know as the Old Testament. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. In other words, Nicodemus would have known about this snake, um, this old snake, and we'll get to some of the issues that, that this snake caused even later in life, but he would have known about that the Israelites were saved by it. Right? But what Jesus is saying is, I'm going to be lifted up, and it's by looking at me, by trusting in me, that you will have eternal life. And so I have a couple of questions for you to think about and focus on. First of all, what are you looking to or trusting in in your life? Where is your focus for life? What are you focused on? And when it comes to church life, what are you looking at and trusting in in church life? When it comes to your greater, you know, more than just the, the church life, but the, the bigger life, the life that you live now, what are you looking to or trusting in for life? And be honest about it. Think about it. The second question is, how does focusing on the cross help you through life? How does focusing on the cross help you through life? I'd encourage you to ponder on these two questions because these are important and will become more relevant, particularly the first one in a few moments. So you see, the Israelites, the Israelites are near the end of their journey um, when this event occurs. They haven't got to the promised land yet, but Aaron has already died. They are grumbling, they are tired, they are discouraged people. Right? And they're becoming impatient. Now, this is not the first time that this has happened. This is, if you read through their whole journey of the Exodus, this happens three or four times. And they don't remember how God deals with it. They travelled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom, but the people grew impatient on the way. Um, it can also be translated that the people became discouraged along the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water and we detest this miserable food. Remember this, they are near the end of their wilderness journey. They're not far from the promised land, although they don't know how long it's going to take. They've all been, already been travelling many years, but they're just at a point where they're frustrated. But here's the thing. These people have had a history of complaining, a history of rebelling, a history of losing trust. We spoke about this a few 
weeks ago. They, they would get themselves into a situation, oh, the food's not good enough. On one occasion, they even went as far as to say, we would be better to be slaves back in Egypt, going through misery, because at least we get well fed. At least we'd be looked after. But what they keep forgetting, every time they whinge and complain, they forget that God responds to their whinging and complaining and ultimately with something good. Now we could look at the Israelites people and say, oh, what stupid people, but think about for your own life, a spiritual checkup for yourself is how is your relationship with God when life seems to drag on, when it's ordinary, when it's tough? What is your attitude to the church's mission, being involved in God's mission, when things seem to be tough and just dragging on? What is your attitude to God when life is not so good? Do you go and do your own things? Do you whinge and complain? Do you focus on other things? See, one of the other occasions when life wasn't going so good, was they lost trust in God and they started worshipping the golden cow. They thought that was going to bring them a better life. And this instance, this rebellion, shows a lot about the Israelites' understanding of God, that they felt God should be making their life more comfortable, more blessed, better now. But God had promised them this promised land, something in the future which they lost sight of. And they weren't focused on that. They were focused on themselves, their stomachs, and today. But what about you? How is your relationship with God when life seems to drag on, when it's ordinary, when it's even tough? Do you pull away from being involved in God's mission? Do you pull away from trusting God? Do you sometimes go, yeah, oh, yeah, I trust God, but not fully. Right? Do I go and do my own stuff? This story is a good reminder that I think many of us are like the Israelites. I fall into this trap. You know, when I get disillusioned, when ministry is not going as well as I think it should be, or as fast as it should be, or how it should be, I get pulled away. When the, the national church or the, the broader LCA is doing stuff and they're thinking, oh, that's just frustrating, right? I start to lose trust in God. I start to be like the Israelites and grumble a bit. But look what the Lord does on this occasion. And I need to say this now that. This story, what God's solution for this grumbling is for this occasion back then. And there's a good reasons for that. I'll explain in a few moments. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people and many of the Israelites died. Now for many of us, this sounds terrible. What sort of God would send snakes to kill people? Well, if the story stopped there, we would have a tough God. If our life stopped at death, 
we wouldn't have such a good God. But we need to remember something. The snakes were sent with a purpose of rescuing people from their impatience and turning from God. There's something about human nature that it takes a disaster for people to stop and think there is a God. If we go back through history, often the revival of the church has happened when people have encountered disasters, major disasters. When people have disconnected from God and gone their own way, often it has been something not so good in their life happened that they've reconnected. Now, we've got to be careful and don't go, oh, this person sinned, therefore they're going to get this punishment and that's God's doing. Because that's not consistent with the, the entire Christian message. But on this occasion, that's what happened. These people weren't listening to God and it wasn't the first time. There have been multiple times. But the thing to keep in mind is God sent them a solution. God sent them a solution to the death that they were facing. From verses 7 to 9 we hear, the people came to Moses and said, we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. Now here's one of the difference between Old Testament people here and us. They had to ask Moses to pray for them. You don't. You can pray directly to God about anything. You can ask me to pray for you if you'd like prayer support. You can ask Virginia afterwards to pray for you. But you are able to pray directly to God. The Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. Now, a couple of things about this bronze snake on a pole. That's what gave those people life then. But the problem is, is the Israelites held on to that snake on a pole for many years and they kept worshipping it like a tradition. They kept putting their faith into it like a tradition. And we know this because if we go to 2 Kings, King Hezekiah in order to please God, needs to destroy this bronze snake. And that's why that we can say that this solution of the snake on the pole is for this particular time. But also think about that. That bronze snake was sent to the people to, to help them connect with God and to be saved by God. There are many things in our lives, many traditions, and I'm not just talking about old traditions, but there's many things in our life that we hold on to that have become more of a barrier to us connecting with Jesus and God than a blessing. You know, we, there's some things in our church life that some people grab hold of that should be a real blessing. But people hold on to that tradition so much that they actually discourage others from hearing the gospel. And so when we look at this story, please don't get the message that this story is for all occasions. 
But there are some things that we can take away from it for our own Christian faith. And it's important to make the connection to Christ, as Jesus did in the Gospel reading. You see, those people, the Israelites, did a couple of things because of the snakes. First of all, they recognised their focus was not on God and his promise. Because the snakes come, they recognised they had a problem, that they had lost trust in God. They'd fallen back into the old trap of not trusting God. They had then admitted their sin. They prayed to God. And in fact, they prayed through Moses. Well, you can pray directly to God if you recognise there's a sin in your life. And then they trusted what God said for salvation because God sent them a solution. God, the solution on that occasion was look at this bronze snake. But that's not our solution as Christians. What we need to think about is when life gets discouraging, when life gets ordinary or even tough, are we any different to the Israelites? When church is not going so well, when our personal life's not going so well, when we think the world offers something better than what God offers, are we anything different, any different to the Israelites? Do we end up sinning like the Israelites? And sinning is simply putting our trust in something other than God. The Israelites of those days were putting their trust in good food, comfortable life. The Israelites later on then put them, their trust in that snake on the pole, the ritual of looking at that snake on the pole and not Yahweh himself. I know people in the Christian church and it's who will put their faith in a particular ritual within the church and not Jesus. We need to keep in mind this issue. The issue at hand is this, that, that sin always leads to death, eternal death, eternal life away from God. But God doesn't leave us hanging that goes, well, that's it. He always offers us a solution. That's why I like Romans 6 verse 23. It's a good passage to underline in your Bible. It's a great passage to have written somewhere because it reminds us that sin leads to death, but God has offered us a solution. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so our focus as Christians is to keep focused on the cross. And that's why this passage and the gospel reading that we have today is one of the readings that we have leading up to Easter to remind us of how important the cross is. You see, God invites us for life to focus on the cross and Jesus. That's what Jesus was doing with Nicodemus. He said, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him.
And so what does focusing on the cross and Jesus mean? The first thing for us, it can mean that God is still at work despite the problems we see and experience. That God is still at work despite the problems that we see and experience. I really love hearing the stories of people who, have, who are people of faith but don't have a nice rosy life because what it reminds me of is they're not caught up in focusing on the good things that are happening today. It's easy to say, God has blessed me. God has given me a good life. He's given me a good family. I've got a good church. It's easy to say all that and to say God's at work. But when you hear the stories of faith of people who have gone through struggles, who can still say God has blessed them, it's often a sign that they're focused not on today, but focused on the cross. They're not focused on the problems. Because focusing on the cross leads us away for living for today. Leads us away of focusing on money. Leads us away from focusing on, are we smart as the next person? Have we got as much power as the next person? Leads us to living for our future. And one of the blessings of being a pastor that um, is involved with funerals is it's a reminder. Many people will come to us and say, look, we want to have a, a, a celebration of the life of um, our mum. And that's always a good thing, to remember the blessings we've received from the people we love. But every funeral is more than that. Every funeral is a reminder that God has blessed us with a life to come. And that blessing is a life that's far better than this life. And so when we look at the cross, we're not just looking at death. See, the irony for both the Israelites and for us is that the symbol that we look at for life is initially a symbol of death. But it's through that death that comes life. A life for the future. The third thing that focusing on the cross in Jesus does, it reminds us that death, although sad and often demoralizing, does not have the final say in our story. We are encouraged to live with this view that life, life is yet to be lived. That God has something far better for us. But also, focusing on the cross also is a reminder that Jesus is the only way we can have true life. And that's what he says today in today's gospel reading. He reminds Nicodemus that only, the only people who can have eternal life are those who trust in his saving actions. His actions that took place on the cross and through the empty tomb. And so I'd like to leave you with the words of Jesus. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. May you be renewed by the fact that God has rescued you and is rescuing you. And it's not about what you do, as what Matthew read from Ephesians, but about what God's doing. May you be renewed 
that through the cross, by keeping your eyes on Jesus, that you have a future to look forward to. And that no matter what's happening in your life, both good and ordinary, God is still at work making that future come be possible. And that future is going to be something far better, far superior, and a future without sin. That's why focusing on the cross is important for us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for sending Jesus into this world to show us your love. Thank you that even though there are problems that we experience in our life, you give us a solution, even for the problems we create through sin. Heavenly Father, we thank you that the solution is Jesus. Help us to trust in Jesus no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter what's happening in our life. And Lord, help us to put everything else in our life into perspective and let us become more passionate about your mission of sharing the good news. Let us show our trust in you by being passionate about being your church in this city and helping others know about your light and your love. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We pray that today's message has helped you grow in your relationship with Jesus and with others. Feel free to contact Pastor Richard Schwades at Sydney Lutheran Church Online if you wish to discuss anything relating to today's message or you have questions about the Christian faith, Jesus or the church. You can contact Pastor Richard at pastor at stpaulsydney.org or through our webpage www.sydney.lutheran.org.au May God bless you and all you encounter.